You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 131. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a wealth advisor, a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro, and it is great to be with you today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, so great to have you back. And if you would do me the biggest favor and go to your iTunes app and give Best in Wealth a review, that will greatly help the listenership because more people with more reviews, we will be up in the iTunes ranking for um, Building Wealth podcasts and more people will be able to listen and that would be awesome. Now today's episode is the 2019 third quarter market review. We got some numbers to talk about, but remember this Building Wealth business is not all about the numbers. This building wealth business is about really digging in and figuring out what is important to you. Figuring out what your cornerstones are and then building abundance in those cornerstones. What what are your cornerstones? Is it your spirituality? Because if it is, it's time to build abundance inside of that cornerstone. Is it your family, your friends, your career, your health? What are your cornerstones? Maybe all those are your cornerstones. Let's build abundance in those cornerstones. And money, your finances, help to fuel building abundance within those cornerstones. That's why this whole thing about investing in retirement planning, in tax planning, in estate planning, in insurance planning, why all of that is so important because money in and of itself, you can't do anything with. You really can't if you didn't have the cornerstones to build abundance. You just couldn't. Money doesn't mean a whole lot. Just building up that number inside of your retirement account, I'm telling you right now, isn't going to make you happy. But really digging and figuring out your cornerstones and then building abundance in those cornerstones, man, now that's what it's all about. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. 2019 third quarter market review. Are you ready to talk about some numbers? Because I am. And at the end of the day, the stock market in the U.S. was up, but just a little bit, a little over a percent. 
But to get to that percent, I mean, think about that. There's been so many days in the last quarter that the stock market has been up over a percent or down over a percent, and we ended up just about a percent ahead, 1.16. But furthermore, the average quarterly return in the U.S. since January of 2001 is 2%. So we got about half that much. But all this excitement and all of this worry or all of this elation boiled down to this quarter about a percent. And we're going to peel back that number and look at some other things. And why was there so much excitement? Because right at the beginning of July, what happened? The Dow Industrials closed at a record high. Now, the Dow Jones just represents 30 companies in the United States. However, that's some, it's, a, it's an index that a lot of people look at. But then other headlines came. China's growth slows down to its slowest period since 1992. Economic growth in the U.S. slowed to 2.1% in the second quarter. Now, we had that data available towards the end of July. On July 31st, the Fed reduces interest rates by a quarter of a percent in a precautionary move. Starting in August, global oil prices slid into bear market territory. In mid-August, what happened? The Dow shed 800 points in its biggest drop of the year. We went from Dow hitting record high to Dow having an 800-point drop. We saw modest growth in jobs in August. The Fed cut interest rates again by a quarter of a percent. And then towards the end of September, trade wars subdued U.S. business activity. All these are headlines. All I'm doing is reading headlines in the paper. From really good stuff to really bad stuff, and we end up about up a percent. But you know what? These headlines, these good headlines, these bad headlines, they've been with us since the beginning of the stock market. This is the way it goes. This quarter we had last quarter and the good news and the bad news, that happens every single year in really good stock market years and really bad stock market years. And the moral of this story is stop paying attention to the news when it comes to your portfolio. Now, is it good to be paying attention? Sure, definitely. But that doesn't mean we make a move to our portfolio based off of the headline of the day, because whatever that headline is today, it's going to be different tomorrow or next month or next year. We are not getting off this investment roller coaster while it's going. And it's going up until the day you are no longer on this great earth when it comes to your, to your retirement money, period. Now, if that roller coaster that you're on, the risk level in your portfolio is more than your stomach could handle, well, now we need to reduce some risk. But once we figure out what it is and how it works inside of your plan, now we stay on the roller coaster. We do not pay attention to these headlines. All right, so I already said the stock market overall was up about a percent, 1.16 to be exact. And what I have to say every quarter is I'm not 
quoting performance in any mutual fund. I'm merely citing the indexes which are not an investment. So the index, the overall U.S. stock market index up 1.16. Now the U.S. represents 55% of the total world market cap. That's $29.4 million worth. And U.S. equities this quarter outperformed both non-U.S. developed markets and emerging markets in the third quarter. Value outperformed growth on a market-wide basis in the U.S. However, value underperformed growth across large-cap stocks, but outperformed in small caps. And here are the numbers. The large growth actually did the best in the quarter at 1.49%. Large-cap blend was right behind it at one42 And large-cap value came in up one36 Market-wide now, weighing in both the large and the small market cap weight that's your 1.16%. So small did worse than did worse than large because small growth did the absolute worth worst I keep saying worth at negative 4.17%. Small cap overall was down 2.4%. Small value did the best in the small cap space though at just uh, a negative 0.57%. Now, of course, we know in the long term, small has beaten large to the tune of over 2% per year. Now, that didn't happen this quarter. It hasn't been happening this year. But that doesn't mean that it happens all the time. Because really, small cap only beats large 57% of the time, a flip of the coin. The only thing is when it does, it generally beats it by a lot. And that's why the average over the long term is small beating large by over 2%. Now, international developed. If you look at the local currencies, international developed actually came up in positive territory. But when we convert back to U.S. dollars, that's where we see negative across the board. In U.S. dollar terms, developed markets outside the U.S. under, sorry, outperformed emerging markets. We'll get to those next, but underperformed the U.S. Like I stated before, small caps did better uh, than large caps in the international sector, developed markets. And, in, and incidentally, the developed markets represent 33% of the overall market cap, where U.S. represents 55%. And so international, that's $17.7 trillion. Now, small cap did the best, but still was negative at zero at negative 0.27%. Growth was negative 0.45%. Large was negative about a percent. And value was negative about 1.44%. Now, emerging markets only represents 11% of the total world cap, but that's still $6 trillion. In this quarter, emerging markets did the worst. When we convert back to U.S. dollars, growth was negative 2%. Small cap was negative 2.27%. And value was negative 6.48%. That took the biggest toll this quarter. 
So if we take this all back to total market cap, U.S. stocks were up 1.16%. International developed stocks down 0.93%. And emerging markets down 4.25%. Now, I always like to look at the countries too because with any given quarter, some countries outperform other countries. Some countries, even in a negative um, environment, still have positive returns. And in the developed markets where the U.S. is clumped in with the developed markets, the top two countries this quarter, Belgium number one at positive 3.63% and Japan positive 327 what about the bottom two? Well, the, the worst performer was Hong Kong, negative 11.61, and Singapore was negative 5.1. Now, what about emerging markets? There were one, two, three, four countries in positive territory. Turkey at positive 11.13. Taiwan, positive 4.99. Egypt, positive 4.96. And then on the negative side, the top two worst performers, Poland was the absolute worst performer, negative 12.74%, and South Africa, negative 11.63. Now let's look at real estate. Real estate has really been kicking everybody else's butts so far this year. And in the quarter was no different. U.S. REITs, U.S. real estate up 6.83% during the quarter with global REITs up 3.19% this quarter. Now, like I always say, real estate is a great diversifier. Real estate averages about 10% looking back many, many decades, and so does the U.S. stock market, but they perform differently at different times. So if we can have what are called uncorrelated asset classes that smooths out our overall ride, we don't see those big dips. And we do the same thing with all of the other asset classes that we use in our portfolios at Fortress Planning Group. And what that means when you can smooth out your roller coaster ride, but still have a great average rate of return, you end up with more money in your pocket because those dips aren't so steep. And when those dips aren't so steep, we end up again with more money in our pocket. Okay, what about commodities? Now, I do not put straight commodities inside of the Fortress portfolios, but they still play a role in the companies that are inside of portfolios. And the top three commodities this quarter, nickel by far the absolute best, up 34.75% this quarter. Silver up 9.92% and gold up 3.28%. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the three worst performers, corn down 10.64%, Coffee down 10.76%. And the worst performer in the commodity sector is Kansas wheat, down 13.66%. And the last thing, I just want to take a brief moment looking at our bonds. 
Now, how, now, what do I feel about bonds? Do I like bonds in a portfolio to actually try and get some outstretched good returns? No. Bonds are less risky than stocks. Bonds are used in portfolios that we build at Fortress Planning Group strictly to reduce the volatility in that stock portfolio. The stock portfolio that we build at Fortress Planning Group has a risk number from zero to one, from zero to 100 at about a 77, sometimes sitting at a 78. If that roller coaster ride is too steep for you, we need to add reduced volatility. The only way we can is with short-term fixed income, short-term bonds. So we look at bonds, we use bonds, especially when it comes to retirement, to reduce volatility, but we don't use it to try and find extra return in our portfolios because we're much better off using that incremental risk in the stock portfolio, just bringing it down with a short-term bond. So the 10-year U.S. Treasury, 1.68% in the third quarter. State and local munis, 2.83. Triple A corporates, 2.41. And triple B corporates, 307 Now, how's that for numbers for you? Is that enough? Woo! All right, we got we got we got to stop that. One thing I did want to cover with you real quick before we go, though, there have been people that are pretty sure and positive. Apparently, they have a crystal ball that the fourth quarter in 2019 is going to act much like the fourth quarter of 2018. And if you can remember. The fourth quarter of 2018 was pretty horrible. We were very close to entering bearish territory. We were in correction territory. For those that don't understand what that is, a correction is a 10% drop from its high, and a bearish territory is a 20% drop. We were right in the middle of that, very close though to bearish territory. And for those people that think that we're gonna do the same in the fourth quarter this year as we did last year, I'm gonna say, where's your crystal ball? Now, I'm not saying we're not going to because we could, but at the same time, if that's what you're thinking, and you're thinking about pulling money out of the stock market, pulling money out of your philosophy because you think that's what's gonna happen, well, I'm telling you, you got two decisions to make. One is once you pull that money out, you have to decide when to put it back in. And for those that did take money out late in the fourth quarter last year, well, that stock market snapped back so fast that by the time it did, they still didn't have their money back in the market. So they would have been better off staying on the roller coaster, just as we teach and preach at Fortress Planning Group, because that's what family stewards do. We want to put ourselves in the greatest chance for success. And to do that, all of the data, all of the science tells us to stay on the roller coaster. As long as we are within our risk level. Do you know if you're within your risk level? If you don't, I do want you to contact Kevin or myself. Go to the Fortress Planning Group website, fortressplanninggroup.com, and schedule just a quick 15-minute call so we can ask you a few questions, get to know you, and figure out if you are in the portfolio that's right for you. But for now, I must go, and I will see you when? I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone.
Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.